All right, we are so pumped to get started tonight. So if you guys could stand so we can uh, pray ourselves in. Jesus, we thank you for everything you have done in our lives. We come in, you know, there's, as we go through school in this week, we're, we're getting busy, we're getting stressed, and but Lord, let that not take anything away from tonight. Just come and feel your presence with us. Let us come tired, but leave rested. We just want to thank you for everything that you have done and do in our lives, and let us be that light into this community. Let you of I see Jesus throughout this campus. You are an awesome God, and we thank you for everything you do. So let us just focus on you and nothing else as we just worship you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Mom! 
I just feel like in this room today, there's just a heaviness. And I just feel like the Lord wants to just speak this over you. You know, I don't know what you're going through. <laughs> it could be anything, but I just feel like in this moment, there's something so powerful of declaring like who he says you are. There's joy in this room. There's peace in this room. All the fruits of the Spirit, we have easy access to them. So, Lord, we just say, have your way. Release your joy over these people, God. Release your peace. Release your goodness, your kindness, your gentleness, self-control. God, just release it in this room right now.
some of you in here that might not believe that and you might that might be hard to sing so it's okay you don't have to believe it but this last time I just encourage you to just go for it whether you believe it or not because it's true Let's just position our hearts before the Father. 
We thank you, God, that we belong to you, that nothing can shake that, that nothing can change that, God. And in this moment, we just lay down every fear, every doubt, God, and we pick up the truth of who you say we are, God, the truth of how you see us, God. Yeah, guys, let's just take a moment in this place. Let's just cry out to God, lift up our hearts, thank him. God, we thank you in this moment that you're with us, God, that even when we don't feel it, God, you're there, that you're a promise, that you're a constant, God. And right now, God, we just, yeah, our hearts are grateful, God, for all that you're going to do tonight, God, and we're thankful for this family, God. We're thankful that in community we find strength, that when we're at our weakest point, when we feel like we have nothing to give, when we feel like we're broken and torn down, God, that you surround us with people that remind us that family in Christ provides the strength we need through every season. And so tonight, God, as we come around your presence, as we just take time worshiping you, God, we just ask that our roots grow deeper, God, that they grow deeper into your steady and constant love, God, and that our hearts are filled up, God. If there's anyone in this room right now that feels empty, that feels dry, that feels alone, God, we just ask right now that you pour out your presence on them, Father, that you fill up their hearts, that you give them hope. God, we thank you that community gives us hope for every season, God. We thank you for this time set apart, God, that reminds us of what's really important, that reminds us that with your presence, anything is possible. That it doesn't matter if we had a bad day or a good day, a bad week or a good week, even a bad month, God, but that when we come into your presence, none of that matters. It all fades away and we're left with you and what you say about us. The promise of your presence, the promise of the future, that the best is yet to come, God. So we declare we're ready. We ask that you speak to us tonight through the message that you awaken our hearts, that you refresh us, that you remind us of our purpose and our destiny, God. We're ready for you, whatever you have to say. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
We love you, Jesus. We thank you that we are nothing without your presence. We are nothing without your spirit. I thank you, God, that when we are weak, you are strong. And I thank you that you have an identity and destiny created for before all time, before the creation of the earth that you planned each and every one of us to have. And God, I pray that you would awaken us to that truth tonight and help us become more alive in our faith and our love and our life in you. God, we're not here for a good speech or even good music. We're here to experience and encounter your tangible and living presence. So come clear our hearts, clear our minds. Speak to us, God, like only you can. You are welcome in this place. Come and have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys can have a seat. Thanks so much. Could give it up for the band. You guys did awesome. Oh, sorry, I turned my pack off. Check, check. Cool, cool. Thanks. Oh, can I borrow that? Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Man, thank you guys so much for coming out. My name is Ryan. Sometimes when worship is that good, I just don't want to get up here. <laughs> um, I, uh, we are going through a sermon series uh, looking at the heartbeat and vision of Alive, and if this is your first time, we welcome you. We say thank you for checking us out. I see a couple definitely new faces. Uh, again, we are from the Vineyard Church, and I'm blessed to be the college pastor and one of the leaders here. And uh, every year we start off with this sermon series, kind of looking at the heartbeat and vision of Alive, and we really believe this revelation that we can't know what we're meant to do in this life until we truly know who we are in this life. And we can't truly know who we are in this life until we know, not just up here in our minds, but experience in our hearts whose we are in this life. And so we've been looking at this kind of series the last couple of weeks, and this is the last part of this message series. And we finally get to look at the question, what are we meant to do with our lives? Will we believe what we've been made for? And I don't know about you, but so much of my life, this question has been on my heart and in my mind through different seasons and, and situations in life. What is my purpose? What is my destiny? And what am I meant to do? Have you ever thought that question before? If you have, check out this video. Switched it up on you. Maybe right at the end of this stand here with a cut and work it towards the hole, and we know we can make that cut. I think the greatest of people that have ever been in society, they were never versions of someone else. They were themselves. Themselves. That's the great tragedy. People employed in ways that don't fully tap everything they do best in Deep down in your heart, you know that you're not living to your potential. And life is now something you're just getting on with. 
See, I look around at people so often, they're so unhappy, and I think the reason is that they don't ever win the game of life. It's a game they feel like they can't win, like they're always losing. And the reason, number one, is they don't know the purpose of the game. That's why people wake up in a rut. Their life has no purpose, no meaning. They, they're not mourning people. I'm just not a mourning person. You're not a mourning person because you, you're not living in your purpose. See, you hate waking up because you're waking up and you don't know the reason. You're waking up and you don't have no design in mind. Just stop and think about what's most important. Think about why you're here. You are here for a reason. There's something for you to do and be here. Take a look at what burns on the inside of you. You've got to find what you love. What burns in your heart is important for you to pay attention to because it never goes away. Start to realize there is something inside of you that is never ending. There's something inside of you that is unchangeable. And that's the part of you that knows what is right, what to do, and why you're here. The only way to be truly satisfied is to love what you do. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. The most stable thing that a man can do is to listen to his heart and to follow it. Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. But you see people successful soaring by, and you want to soar. But you got to jump. You got to find something within. And when you find out what your why is, you don't sleep day or night together. People who are running toward their dreams, life has a special kind of meaning. When you find your why, you find a way to make it happen. When you truly need something, you can find a way and you stop at nothing to reach it. What you will realize is that you have greatness within you. What you'll realize is that you're more powerful than you could ever begin to imagine. We're all dying. What are you dying to do? What is your true purpose on this earth? The two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you learned why. I love that video. And I love how it ends, even though, you know, about Steve Jobs a little bit at the end. <laughs> but what, what's your why? The most two most important days of your life are the day that we were born, I would say physical, but most of all spiritually. And then when you figure out why you were born.
So many of us, so many people, do you resonate with those people in that video? I know I have. Living life, going through the motions, going to class, going through my sport, going through relationships, going to jobs. I remember when I graduated college, it was a big wake-up call. I went and worked at a factory and had to get up every day at 4 a.m. And, and, and worked until about 8 a.m., working a job that I hated. And I remember looking at people and they, they seemed like zombies working at a job and they, they were miserable at. And I felt like something cracked in me, something woke up in me, something snapped in me and said, I have to figure out my true destiny and purpose in this life. Because if I'm not careful, I will stay at a job to pay off loans. I will do what my parents and the world tells me to do, but I will not be alive in life. I will not know who I am in life. I will not go after things that are meaningful in this life. And I got scared, friends. I got scared because I didn't know what that looked like or where that looked like, but I got, even got more scared that I would stay and settle at something that I didn't ever want to do and become someone that I didn't ever want to become. See, the world tells us, go do something. And in doing something, that's who you'll become, right? That's how, that's how you live. But the kingdom tells us, says, when you know who you came from, and when you know who sent you and who chose you, and when you know whose you are, then you'll know what to do with your life. We're here, you, some of you athletes at the U of I, or you go to school at the U of I, right? You're competing for the U of I. You're getting tried to good, get good grades for scholarships. You're representing something that's bigger for yourself, from yourself. But it's because you were sent to U of I that you can represent U of I. You couldn't represent U of I if you didn't go here, if you didn't belong here. But what about the kingdom? We've been sent here in this earth. We've been sent here in this life. And we've been looking at that, right? When we know whose we are, we can step into knowing who we are, right, Joey? And it's a day-by-day -day process. You're, there's going to be fallbacks, and you're going to fall down, but it's he who picks you up. And when we forget who we are, we remember who we are by remembering whose we are. And this is a journey, guys. This is a journey, a, a, a marathon that we're running day by day. I don't always remember this, but Miranda, when I, when I forget it, I have to get my eyes off myself, off my situations, off my sadness, and look at who, who speaks the truth over me. Because it's the truth of God that sets me free. And then it reminds me that I have been set free to go set others free. Because when we know whose we are, we know who we are, and then we know what we can do in this life. A job does not define us. I've met, I'm very thankful to have uh, uh, many successful financial people in my life. And I, I've talked to many of them, and, and especially people older in their life. You know the biggest number one regret is that people spent too much time trying to make money. And I'm not talking uh, bad about that if, if that's your goal. But I'm saying that there is so much more li than, than to life. So much more meaning and depth and heart to life than just making money. I've prayed my whole life to be married, and I'm so thankful I'm finally married now, amen? And I can't wait, and I pray that I'll be a father one day, amen? But guess what? There's more to life than just being married and having kids. I mean, I love golden retrievers and a yellow lab, and I hope we have one one day, amen? But man, there's more to life than having a great dog and this great house with a white picket fence, amen? Because if we don't know whose we are and who we are, how can we know what we're meant to do in this life? And the world will try to change us and make us to be something that we're not. And before you know, we're settling. We're settling, Hope. We're just, we're just doing what the world tells us to do. But we don't know why. 
And just seeing that video lit me up. And, and, and I promise um, the leadership in here, I talk to them almost every time. What's your why, guys? What's your why? Why are you a leader in a life? Why do you come here at 5, 5 p.m. and set up and, and tear down? Why do you lead small groups? Why do you pray? Why do you do all the things that you do for Connect Team and social media team and all the things that make a part of a life? But most of all, why are you alive in this life? Why are you on the basketball team, Aaron? Like, like why are we here, Vitor? Why did God send you all the way from Brazil to be here? Why are you here an extra year when you were supposed to leave? Why are we living? And when we know that why, we remind ourselves of that why, then we wake up, and no matter what life throws at us, we punch back. We fight back. I'll just be real. Um, today, man, our leadership team, we're praying, and, and there was just a sadness over many of the leaders and myself and some things just going on. And, and the Lord hit me. He's like, he's like, wouldn't you expect it to be hard? I'm walking down the hallways and praying, and everyone's working out, and there's music going on. And I, see, I hear Dale's voice through the, through the walls singing about Jesus. We're at the U of I in the ark where so many people on this campus come, and we're here proclaiming the name of Jesus. Anything we do that's worth doing in life, isn't, don't we expect there to be a fight sometimes? Don't we ex expect there to be a pushback? If it was always easy, when, then, then maybe we wouldn't be making a difference. Speaking of sports, you guard the people that are good, right? You, don't, you let the people go that, that really can't hurt you. Are we making a difference here, Adam? Are we believing the things that we say? That, man, when we know who we belong to, Christy, man, we can help others know that we, who they belong to. Because the truth of God sets us free. If you can't tell, I get a little pumped up about this. <laughs> because, man, this is something, guys, that I went so much through my life and through college. And, again, it's still a journey of just going through the motions. And I don't, didn't know why I'm alive. And when you catch this thing, and you truly catch not just the head knowledge, but the heart knowledge and the experience and encounter of who God is. And in that, you step into your identity, Bryce, of who you are, and you become alive. You become set free. When you're immersed in his love and immersed in his presence, you can't help be anything else but what he created you to be, Abby. And the lies flood away. People, haters flood away. I remember right after my wedding, uh, I was just so immersed in love. I came down the aisle, and uh, uh, some, someone who was just being silly came up to me and said something kind of mean and kind of hurtful. And in that moment, I was so filled with love, love of the father, love of MJ, love of my friends and my family. I just looked at this person and just smiled and gave him a hug. Now, I might have got mad a little bit later, but <laughs> in that moment, I was so filled with love. Because you know what, Vitor and Noah, when we're filled with love, everything else is drowned out. Everything else is drowned out. The pain, the hurt, what people say. Because it's the truth of God, again, Miranda, that immerses us. And then we can't help but live that out. And so, friends, I want to take us on a journey tonight. I ask that the Lord takes us on a journey of awakening us to, to again, whose we are and who we are. And now what we're meant to do. With this one and precious and only life that we've been given. And again, if you have this revelation, I pray that you catch it, Allie. That God chose you. That God chose each and every one of us to be alive. To be you. To be here. Then you know, no matter what your job is, no matter what you wake up doing, you know what your why is. And you know what your why is based on whose you are and who you are.
And you know what you're meant to do in this life based on what our Father and the one who sent us did in this life. Your job will not define you. You will define your job. Just for an example, um, and uh, we haven't done this yet, but we're going we're gonna to tape this up on our wall. And, uh, so that, and I love taping things on our mirror and just reminding us. I'm a big words of affirmation. I've asked the leaders to tape their why up every day when they get out of bed so they can remember what your why is. Because whatever your why is, the enemy will try to take it away. Alive is called alive. Not because I'm fully alive or, or we got it all figured out, but because Christ has made us fully alive. Whether we feel it or whether we know it or not. But, 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 but he has made us alive. When we ask Jesus come into our hearts, it says his spirit and his life that raised him from the dead comes in us. And he, the old is gone, the new has come. And it says that we are made alive in Christ. And, and so now just like a toddler or a baby is born, there, there is steps to walk that out, right? To, you learn to crawl, you learn to walk and talk and, and do all the stuff that, that toddlers do. And, and you need community, you need parents, you need family, you need church, you need scripture, you need people to help you walk that out. But we are made new. And we're learning to live that newness out. But, but we, alive is, a, is a kind of a something that we are prophesied to become. And that we, sometimes we have to speak the victory before we can live the victory. And, and it just hit me like, well, of course it would make sense if, if the enemy makes us feel not alive. If I feel like, oh, I'm going through the motions. I'm tired. I don't want to be here. I, I don't know who I am. Why am I a part of this thing? All those thoughts that flood our minds, right? Again, anything worth meaningful that God has invited you to do in your life, every single one of your lives, I'm sure there's been pushback. I'm sure there's been doubt. There's been things in my life that I quit that I wish I never would have quit because I let the doubts flood my mind and make me forget the why of why I wanted to do it, of why I felt called to do it. And whatever that is in your life, I come back, know your why, believe in your why, proclaim your why. If you don't know what that is, let, let one of us pray for you today. And I pray that God inspires you to know that. One of my whys, if you want to know, is, uh, and I'm, I'm not making this up, but I felt like God, God has called me to awaken people to who they are in this life. I feel like so many people in so much of my life, I felt a mistake. I felt an accident. I, I felt like I didn't have a purpose. Uh, my parents had me in college, and they never were married. And I just felt like an accident, an orphan, and a mistake my whole life. But God knew that he was creating me. He says he's, he, he had a plan and a destiny for me and for you before the creation of all world. That he knew me and knit me together in my mother's womb. In, in your mother's womb. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. That he's chosen us with giftings and talents. And he chose us to be a part of the families that we're a part of and, and know the people that we're a part of. I mean, think about all the people who ever have lived or ever will live or ever currently people on the earth right now. And we get to be in a room together. I mean, think about that. And so I feel like my why is that I've been inspired and I'm called to inspire others. Not just by talk, but by walk, by my life. Not just because I'm a pastor. That's just my job right now. It's not who I am. I can work at a gas station and God can use me to inspire and encourage and awaken people. To remind them of their identity and destiny in Christ. I, I pray that my life reminds them way more than my speeches and my talks. I don't want to be a great preacher. 
I want to be someone who loves God and loves people and awakens people to who they are. Because if people know who they are in this life, they'll be set on fire for what they're meant to do in this life. They will be set on fire and no one will be able to take that away from you. Because you know whose you are and you know who you are and you know what you're meant to do. And that is the journey we're on. And I love that Jesus so, so models this journey. That he takes this ragtag uh, group of guys called the 12 disciples and he, he, he invites them on a journey to change the world by first being ch- them being changed. And I love just the story, you know, most of them were fishermen. Here's a story of Peter and Peter's fishing. He's out there doing his job. Doing, it was probably a family business. It was probably something he's done his whole life. And Jesus just comes and he says, come, follow me. And I will make you fisher of men or fisher of people, as it says. As it says, Dana. There you go. <laughs> he says, come, follow me. Another guy's a tax collector. All he says, he says, come, follow me. Have you ever been around something, someone or something that your heart just leaps at because you're just excited? You know there's a deeper purpose. You know there's a deeper meaning. And you don't care the cost. You just have to be a part of it. Maybe that's a, a person or a relationship or a school or a job or, or just something. I don't know, a nonprofit. Something that you feel called to. I remember uh, when I was a junior in college, I got saved going into my junior year. And I went to Bowling Green State University. And I partied a lot. And I got saved that summer. And I was just wrecked with the love of God. And I was being changed from the inside out. But I went back to college and all my friends still partied and, and I didn't have the courage to tell them what happened to me yet. And I didn't want to, I remember sitting at home reading my Bible and praying and then going to, to the bars or the, the frat parties. And because and, and, I, I, I didn't know who I was yet, but I was growing in that. I was getting stronger in that. But I remember I went home that summer after my junior year and junior year was really hard. Because I was being changed, but I was learning to walk that out in the midst of, in midst of a community that, that wasn't very supportive of that. And I went home that summer. I got mentored by some awesome men of God. And I remember a week before I was supposed to go back to BG, my senior year, I already had housemates. I had a ton of friends. And I just felt like this beating on my heart. I went to a church service like this. And there was just something in me that said, Ryan, this is your last chance to stop being a follower and start being the man that I've created you to be. And I just knew. I couldn't explain it, but I just knew that I knew that I knew that I could not go back to BG. That one, I wasn't strong enough. That if I would go back and I was still around those friends that I went to high school with, those friends that I loved, that I would fall back into being the old Ryan. And there was just a radical thing in me that said, I need to change. And I remember I went to my mom and my stepdad. And at the time, I didn't really get along with my stepdad. Great. Um, very thankful. We're, we're growing closer now. Um, but uh I was just crying. I was just crying. And I, I, I was just like, I can't go back. And they didn't understand it. And they, my, they weren't really walking in with the Lord at the time. And, but I just said, I can't go back. And there was just something in me that said, I cannot go back. And I, I transferred to Cleveland State University. And I left the college bubble. And life got really real. I woke up at 6 a.m., took an RTA bus downtown Cleveland, Went to school, but you know what? God blessed me so much, and I started to discover and get opportunities of things that I was passionate about and excited about. And I stopped from just going like this, and I started going like this. 
Just like in the hospital bed, there was a spark, there was life, and there was this passion that started bubbling up in me. And I got the opportunity to coach football, high school football, to work at an at-risk children's home with kids that uh, were one step away to going to juvenile, the uh, DH. And, and there was a passion and a purpose that was just filled with me that I got to let other people know of the living hope, as we sing, that has flooded and transformed my life. And I, I don't want to just let them know by words, but I want to let them know. I, I want to be someone that walks the walk and doesn't just talk the talk. But when I get an opportunity to talk it, it will be backed up by how I walk it. And there was something in me that came alive. And it took me on a journey. And so and it brought me here today. And this is in the end of my journey or your journey. So whatever that thing is, the question is today, will you come and follow him, Abigail? He says, come follow me. And I don't know what that means for you, Christy. I don't know what that means for you, Abby. But he says, come and follow me. And whatever that means, whatever situation that is, he's asking you to leave. Or maybe he's something asking you to do, Hope. Or maybe it's just a, a yes in your heart, Aaron. But he says, come and follow me. And will you be radical? Will you, be, will you remember that you are, not meant to, you are not of the world? You might be in the world, but you're not of the world. That we have been sent here and we're actually, it's actually okay to look different. Because when you're different, you're actually probably making a difference. He says, come and follow me. And he takes them on a journey of doing life with them. Jesus shows them what it means to do signs and wonders. To live for something bigger than yourself. To live for kingdom and not the kingdom of yourself. He shows them how to do relationship and, and how to be a father and how to truly know God. Not just rules and religion, but know him as a friend. He breaks bread with them. He lives life with them. I mean, I know they probably did jokes and, you know, I mean, Jesus was real. He did real life with them. He didn't say clean up, get all together, and then come to me. He meets them where he's, he was at. But he didn't let them stay where they was at because he saw their identity and destiny and, and what and who they were made to be. And he called them higher and he said, let's go on a journey. So they go on a journey and they do life. And then finally comes, you know, after a couple years, he says, now it's time. You're gonna, I'm going to send you out two by two to be able to do what I've been doing. You've seen me. I've modeled it. We, I've shown it to you. Now it's your turn. Your turn to get to do the stuff that I'm doing. Because I came here not to, to be, to serve me, but to serve the one who sent me. And now you get to serve and live for something better than yourself. For the one, the same one that sent you. And I love this in Matthew chapter 10. The word of the Lord says this. He, he sent them out. And he says, as you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse, cl cleanse those who, who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely, for freely as you have received, freely give away. And I want you to, 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 to focus on that last part. As freely as you have received, freely give. Give away. And, and I know some of those things might sound weird or strange to some of you. But those are things Jesus did. They didn't, they didn't have all hospitals back there, and, and they didn't have things. And he, he healed people. He, he, he gave uh, sight to the blind, and he, he gave uh, hearing to the deaf. He, he drove out demons, uh, demons who, who, who made people feel sad, a.k.a. depression. 
I'm not saying that, that all people who have depression, and I can say that because I have depression, I have demons. <laughs> but I'm saying that, that things come and affect us in this life that we can't see. And, and that's why we have medicine, and that's why we have counselors. But guess what? We also need Jesus, and he brings freedom. He brings freedom from yourself. He brings freedom from anxiety and depression and OCD. And I can, can talk about those three things because I've had those three things in my life. And he brings freedom to me every day in those things. And whatever your journey is, whatever your struggle is, he promises that he will set the oppressed free. What does oppressed mean? Someone who's captive to something that they shouldn't be captive to. Some, some, oppressed is another word of being a slave to something that you don't want to be a slave to. And he showed them this. And he modeled this. And now he says, it's your turn. It's your turn, Caleb, to go do the things that I have showed you, that I've lived with you to do. Because the same power, the same life, the same spirit, as it says in Romans, that lives in me, lives also in you. And so I say that, friends. And I love that, that they, he says that they can do that because, again, Jesus knew who he came from. And what does Jesus say in Luke? It says this in Luke, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has set me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recover the sight of the blind. To release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And I love that Jesus would not send people out to do something that he himself hasn't done yet. That we can't take other people places that we ourselves haven't gone or are on the journey of going. Right? I'm not fully alive. I am. But I'm learning and I'm on the journey of walking that out day by day. And you know what? It's when you don't feel it that that's when you press into it. That's when you choose it. I love my wife so much, but guess what? And she knows this, and I'm sorry. But I don't always have those lovey-dovey feelings in my heart. Most, most of the time I do. But, <laughs> but, but it's when I choose that, that that's what makes love strong. That's what makes love go deep. When we don't feel like God is near, that's when we proclaim God is near. That's when we remind, when we don't feel like ourselves. Do you ever just wake up in a funk? I know I do. Sometimes I just wake up in a funk and I'm sad and I just want to sleep the day. Or you don't want to go to your job or class or practice or whatever it is and you're just in a funk. You're not really excited to be alive, right? That's when we got to press in and remind ourselves of our why and whose he is and who we are. That every day is a gift, and we don't know how many days we have. Our days are numbered, and I don't say that to scare you. I say that to prepare you. That we don't know how long we have. And, and I don't, I don't want to think about, you know, that in fear, but I want to I use that as motivation to, to inspire me to make the most of every day I have. Because every day is a gift. And I promise you, you guys probably don't think it now, but when you graduate, you'll actually miss being in college. You really will. I promise. <laughs> you think you're busy now. And I thought I was busy. Guess what? You will be busier when you graduate college. Kundai, can I get an amen? <laughs> like, like a couple of amens. Like, 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 I think I'm so busy now. When we start having kids, oh my gosh, we're, we're going to be so much more busy. Like, like, like the pastors at church always are like, wow, you think you're so busy. Just wait, right? And I remember when I was in college, like I thought I was so busy. But then I forgot, I actually have time in college to go nap if I want to. That doesn't happen in real life. 
So I, I, I'm just saying, enjoy where you're at. I just met with a good friend for dinner, and I was just talking about enjoy where you're at, the season of where you're at. The enemy always wants to rob where you're at, right? When we are dating, he's like, oh, you got to do things, and you want to, you want to, who wants us to act like we're married? No, we're not married yet. We're going to enjoy where we're at in the dating stage. When then you're engaged, you want to, you want, you know, you want to be married. Then when you're married, you want to have kids. You're always looking for the next season of life, right? Oh, when I just finish this class or graduate, then life is going to get better. When I get a job, it's always something else. But he tries to rob us from the present. And I wonder if that's why it's called the present, because it is a present. It is a gift. And so I say that when we go on this journey and we follow Jesus and we remember who Jesus is, because remember, we look to Jesus, we find our Father. We start to be tapped in and to remember who we are. And we, we get to do the same stuff that our Father did. And so I, I love that that verse said, as, 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 as freely as they've been, get, they've been given, as freely as they've received, freely give. And I want to ask you, friends, what have you been given in this life? Freely. What have you freely been given? What talents? What gifts? What passions? What, you know, not monetary value. I'm not, not talking about cars or clothes. Maybe some of that, actually. But, but what have you been given? that you are meant to give away to others, that others need, that Vitor, others need you in this life because you've been given a gift that you are meant to give away. Because we've all been given something, especially for those who, of us who know Jesus. We've been given that life. We've been given that freedom. Again, who are we? We are free. We are sons and daughters who have been set free. And we might not always feel like it. We might not always act like it, but we are free. Sometimes it, it's, like that, it's like that prisoner, the, 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 the door is unlocked, and they, they are so used to that prison that they're actually allowed to go out and be free, but we go back to what's comfortable. Even though the door is unlocked and we can walk out anytime, we go back to what's comfortable and what we've known our whole life instead of going on an adventure of discovering whose we are, who we are, and what we're meant to do. I know that's been so true for me. And I just love in John 14, and it says this. Jesus says, believe when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe in the evidence of the miracles themselves. And here it is. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. And that just blows me away. This is our Lord and our Savior who walked on water, who, who fed 5,000 people with a loaf of bread, with a couple loaves of bread, who, who, did, who raised people from the dead, who, who literally is our, is our Savior. And he says, you will do the same things that I have done. Because I live in you, and I live through you. I remember my little brother, um, actually at my wedding, came up to me. I have a couple little brothers, and, and he's like, Rye, I, I always pray for God to help me score goals in my game. And he just doesn't always answer me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, bud, he's not like a genie in a bottle. Like, he does want to help us. But, and, then I, and then my mom thought, you know, like, well, well that, he's not answering you because someone else on the other team is praying harder than you that they could score goals. 
<laughs> so, so you just got to pray harder. No, I'm joking. But, but, but you know, I mean, he's not, he, he, he wants us to come to him. And, and I know I talk about sports a lot, but honestly, I talk about sports and football a lot because there's so much of it that I, that I regret that I was living for myself, and I didn't have the deeper meaning or deeper purpose for living that, and I wish I could go back and play football with God. But I use that as motivation. I have dreams about it all the time still, to, to, as motivation to live my life now with God because now I'm still in the game, and you guys are still in the game of life. So I encourage you. I don't know what that looks like, and I'm not saying w what job are you going to have or what you are going to do. I want to ask you, who are you going to become? Because out of who you become, you, that is what you will do. A job will not define you, but you will define it. And there will be bumps, there will be hardships that come. But in those moments, when you fall down, or you get back up. On my, my desktop screensaver, on my computer, it's one of my favorite quotes by Vince Lombardi. And it says, the real glory is not how one falls down, but the real glory is how one gets back up. And when we fall down and when we forget who's, who we are and we forget what we're meant to do in this life and we're at the crossroads of do I take this job, do I date this person, where do I go, do I move back in with my mom or what am I doing? Get our eyes off our situations. Get our eyes off our feelings. I'm one of the biggest feelers you ever meet. And focus your mind and your heart on who, whose you are and remember the truth of God that sets you free and you will begin to be inspired day by day to walk out this identity and destiny in life empowered by the holy spirit check out this clip for me and band if you want to come back up that rock you know my father correction i know your father i hate to tell you this but he died a long time ago. Nope! Wrong again! <laughs> He's alive! And I'll show him to you. You follow old Rafiki. He knows the way. Come on! Don't dodge me! Hurry up! Hey, whoa, wait, wait! Come on! Come on! Would you slow down? That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No. Look hard. You see, he lives in you.
like the winds are changing. Ah, change is good. Yeah, but it's not easy. I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. You see? So what are you going to do? First, I'm gonna take your stick. No, 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 no! Not your stick! Hey! Where are you going? I'm going back! Good! Go on! Get out of here! <laughs> hey, so much revelation in Lion King. <laughs> Love that. But how true is that, though? You have forgotten who you are. And he forgot what he was meant to do in this life because he forgot who he was in this life. And he forgot who his father was. Because his father was king, he was king. And, and because our father is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, we are heirs. We carry that same life and that same presence, that same hope and that same love, that same healing power in our bones and in our hearts. And friends, I just want to encourage you, wherever you're at on your journey tonight, if you're not feeling that, that's because there's a battle. And there is an enemy. And a good friend recently told me that it might say he's like a lion, but it doesn't mean he is a lion. He likes to act like he's something all tough. And he wants to distract us and make us think that we're something that we're not. He wants us to forget whose we are, who we are, and what we're meant to do. And I just wanted to call up my buddy Caleb here. And, you know, Caleb's on the tra track team and cross-country team here. And it's been just a joy getting to know him these past couple of years. And I don't know if I've ever met someone that loves his dad so much. Um, his earthly dad and his heavenly dad. But he just loves his dad. His dad truly is his hero. And uh, yeah, I just felt like I was supposed to invite Caleb up just to kind of share that when he's struggling with cross country or just struggling with life, so often he, he just goes to his dad and his dad just reminds him of whose he is. And in that, he reminds him of who he is and what he was called to U of I to do. Yeah, um, Ryan doesn't really even know this, but uh, last, like, last night I was even asking my dad, like, 
getting to that age where, like, I used to go to my dad all the time. Brian used to even tell me, like, sometimes I go too much to my dad. <laughs> and, um, but my dad was just like, um, maybe you're, like, looking too far into the future. Maybe your purpose is exactly where you're at, you know? Maybe you're not supposed to be looking for your purpose. Maybe you're living your purpose right now. Uh-huh. And um, last night at small group, um, I had a vision of, we were, we were just praying, and um, I had a vision of a mountain, a wall, and I felt like Jesus wasn't with me. Like, I, would, I was like, man, Jesus is somewhere on the like, other side of this wall, on the other side of the mountain. And I felt like I was just, like, yelling for him. And then I just, like, I felt a presence, and I turned, and, like, Jesus was right there with me. And he was looking at the mountain, and he was like, he was like, I'm here with you, and your purpose is to go over that mountain. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you asked me to share something. That's, that's yeah. really what was just on my heart. So yeah, man. I don't really know why I shared that exactly, yeah. but yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully that touched some people. So. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, man. Dude, yeah, thank you. Let's give it up for Caleb. Thanks, I just feel like there's an invitation tonight. We're going to go back into some worship, and there's going to be some leaders on the sides of the room and in the back of the room that would just love to pray with you. And I just feel like so often, like, Caleb goes to his earthly dad to, to kind of for advice, and in that, he's reminded of whose he is and who he is and what he's meant to do. And if you're at a place right now that you just don't know who you are, you don't know whose you are, and you just don't know what you're doing in this life, you feel like you're going through the motions. I'd say the first thing you can do, one, be real with God and real with yourself. And two, get around someone who's hungry. Because hungry people will get you hungry. Free people will free others. Not that they have it all figured out, not that I have it all figured out, but you ever go with someone to eat, and you're like, oh, I'm not hungry, I'm good, but then you see them eating that sub, and you're like, oh, man, I got to get a sub now. (laughs) All that happens to me every time with MJ. She's like, you want food? No, I'm good. And then she starts eating, I'm like, oh, I need to get some food now. Because get around people who are hungry. Get, our, get around a community, a small group that can remind you who you are and what you're meant to do in this life. So will you stand? And I'm going to pray. And um, also, I just want to say, if you have to head out for homework or just because the night's getting late, feel free. There's some snacks back there. You can sign up for Fall Retreat. Please come to Fall Retreat, guys. It's one of our best events all year. It only happens once a year. I promise you won't be disappointed. Um, but we hope that you can stay a little longer with us, but also you're free to go if you have to head out. So, Father, I just thank you so much, God, for just tonight, and I just pray, Father, that you use this message, you use this worship set, you use this night from all the lights set up and everyone here to awaken us to who you are, God. And when we know who you are, we know who we are. And help us tonight believe, God, receive and believe what we're meant to do in this life, the identity and destiny that you've created for us. And what we do stems out of who we are, and who we are stems out of whose we are. So come, Holy Spirit, and have your way and reign in us, we pray. In Jesus' name.
for the way that you
guys uh this is the conclude the rest of the night i'm just going to pray us out but before i do i want to give you a couple reminders that fall retreat fall retreats fall retreat if you've not signed up go out there find one of us leaders we'll get you taken care of also too um there's family time this saturday um, from four to six doing the volleyball so we'd love to see you i'll be out there myself from four to six to come play hopefully my leg feels a lot better right now which is awesome so um, but also, too, I just want to spend a little Uncle Josh time here. Uh, Joshua loves to be the uncle to everybody. Um, I would love to connect with you. I want you to know that you're not by yourself. And some of the things that we are talking about, Ryan was talking about tonight, uh, we actually have an outreach team. So please find me and Grace because we are actually looking to train you to go do the stuff. So we got some new things coming up, but please come connect with us as well, too. And just know right now we're just going to take a time of prayer. And Father, I just want to thank you for everything that you've done tonight. I want to thank you for the family that we are, that we can come before you united, alive, honest, honorable. But Father, what you say is all that matters. And children that know that they're yours speak only what they hear you say about our brothers and sisters. And Father, anything right now that's been bogging us down, I know it's already lifted. But Father, as we depart from here, let those dreams and wonders about you fill our minds and our hearts in ways that will just take us from day to day, revealing more of your glory and glory, but also revealing our son and daughter relationship to you, but also what you are to us. Lord, we just bless this time. We thank you so much. And just have your way for the rest of the day, the rest of this week, and beyond this semester. In your name, Lord. Amen. All right, guys, so we'll check you guys later. We'll see you uh, this Saturday. Um, and also, too, one last thing. If you have not been to Deeper, definitely go to Deeper tomorrow night. So definitely see Abby Ann, Brett, and them. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. All right, love you. Bye. I'm booking myself a one-way flight. I got to see the color.